I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is the show where two friends sit in front of microphones and try to find the sweet spots where their fandoms intersect. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. This is episode 174. 174. (laughs) We have so many episodes, y'all. If you would like to listen to any of our other episodes, we're pretty much sitting wherever you get your audio content. We're just hanging. SoundCloud. Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts. Stitcher. Spotify. It's constantly oh my p- God. punching that content in your face. Just search Geek Down Pod and then hit follow or subscribe. And then you know what happens? Do you know what happens, Kate? What happens? Why are you yelling? On the back of an alcorn with a rainbow mane named Philip. That implies the mane is named Philip, but the whole horse is named Philip. <laughs> <laughs> On his back is an elf named Chauncey. He's the internet geek down elf. You said that twice. He's not the internet geek down elf. He's the geek down <laughs> internet elf, you big dummy. But Everyone knows what we mean. You know who Chauncey is. Of course you do. He's come to smash those episodes directly into your ear hole each and every week, but not rudely. No, no, like in a loving way. Gently. He loves what he does. Softly. (laughs) Nobody loves to go to work like Chauncey does, and he wants to bring you those episodes each and every week. You can maybe leave us a rate and review. That'd be great. That would help. Four four or five stars. Or if you feel like you... Thumbs up emoji. Or if you feel like you have way too many coins... (laughs) <laughs> Instead of using that weird Japanese app. What's, what's up, Mario? <laughs> coins falling out your pockets. Yeah. Um, then you can just like throw them at us. <laughs> right at our stupid faces. Yep. Do that a couple ways. You can go to patreon.com slash geekdownpod. Or if it's too much of a commitment for y'all, we but, get it. We know how you feel about commitment. It's probably like I feel about commitment. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm over here like, yeah, commitment. Woo! <laughs> Caitlin just wants to be subscribed to something for the rest of her life. That's cool. That's her mode. That's what works for her. Maybe mm-hmm. it don't work for you. That's cool. So we offer you an alternative. ko-fi.com slash geekdownpod. Kofi. 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 I like Kofi. 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 Three bucks. That's it. You want to buy us one, two, five? And if you're paying in 17. US, US ca- cash or euros, it's even less. So much less for you. Listen. As established, I pay a lot of attention to exchange rates lately. Yeah. I'm trying to make the most yes, out of my saved Canadian dollars when it's time to transfer them to yen. Yes. And? How's the, how's the dollar doing to the yen? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not good. Mm. Bad for me. Great for y'all. <laughs> but we like to be helpful because we're Canadian. Buy us a coffee. If you have questions about the ins and outs of foreign exchange trading, if you want to get your Forex game up, you could hit us up. On any of our socials, primarily Twitter. Don't look for answers, though. I do not have them. No, and I'm not good with money. (laughs) Better with money than I am. Well, I try. I try. I try to be. I try to be balanced. I'm trying to be more balanced. Not more balanced. Not as cheap as I've been raised to be, (laughs) but also not like. I'm trying to reclaim as cheap as I was raised to be. (laughs) Okay, yeah. I know. I'm trying to get loosened up a bit. Mm. Um, Yeah. So you can uh, Facebook me if you want. Facebook. uh, www.facebook.com forward slash geekdownpod. You can ask a question like, hey, Caitlin, how are you loosening up? I'll tell you all about Captain Marvel Funko Pops. Still on that, eh? We, I will tell you that story because we don't have any news, so you get to hear all the stories. Friends, we're at a time this week. We are. Because we had to wanted to double book. Caitlin is currently at the Hamilton Comic Con while we would normally be recording this. And I'm out gallivanting with Mr. Malash. Yeah, because it's his birthday. My birthday, his not Mr. Malash's birthday. Mr. Malash is coming up for my birthday. <sighs> the only thing he... Here's... The joke I made, you know, he'll be very much like, you know, well, what do you want to, what do you want to do? It's your birthday. And I'm like, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> be like, uncomfortable. Like, he's like, is there anything you like wanted to do that like you haven't done yet? I was like, no, like showing my friends stuff I like about Toronto. He's like, yeah, that's fun for me. Yeah. Um, and spending Mr. Malash's money <laughs> is also fun. <laughs> also fun. Not even on myself, just like making him spend his own money because we know, we know Cosmos Records, home of the homie Hisa. Of course. Um. 
is very much like in my wheelhouse. Right. It's got Japanese shit. It's got funk and soul. It's got all that type of stuff. There is a store out in the East End called Tiny Record Shop. I believe I brought up Tiny Record Shop before, not always in the most flattering light. Right. Because they are very much like, they are the store that goes to Japan and buys Bowie records. Wow. Really? In Japan? Listen, I understand it. You want to go deep down the nerd hole. The whole thing is about that era. Yeah. It was during the oil crisis. Japanese pressings were made on virgin vinyl. Ooh. As opposed to like American pressings because there was an oil shortage, there was oil rationing, right. et cetera, et cetera. It was more expensive. So basically they were using recycled scraps to press right. records back then. So Japanese pressings will sound better because they were made on virgin Ooh. vinyl. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, Mr. Mawash and his ongoing quest to own every record made in 1977. <laughs> <laughs> so disparaging. It's, and yet. It's my man. Well, man, I try to tell him, it's like, you know, you're not going to get everything, right? But he's really into The Clash lately. He's got, I believe, two pressings of The Clash's debut, which came out in 1977, sitting at Tiny Record Shop. So we got to okay, Beca- we got to head out there. So, so on that note mm. about collecting okay. and the sickness. So we know. <laughs> oh, no. It's so rare that it happens to someone else. But let's 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 settle in for Caitlin's installment of the sound of sickness. Um, so I was humming and hawing, as they say, about collecting all the Captain Marvel Funko Pops. Oh my god, I don't have the gasp ready. <laughs> um, and I Did was like... Did you pull the trigger? I was like, ah, you know what? It's going to be so much harder to shop for this Christmas if you pulled the trigger. It'd be, it'd be fun, but I was like, uh, I, I don't know if well, I We are well familiar this. with humming and hawing on this show. Yes, because... That's all we're, I do. We're, yeah. When you're when you're not destitute, but like not wealthy, it's, you're in that, even anywhere in that zone. It's sort of something like, that could be classified as disposable income. Yeah. It's not uh, really disposable, but it but, doesn't need to immediately go to a bill or food. Yeah. And you're like saving. What? What? I'm going to die anyways. Can't bring it with me. Um, and these would give me enjoyment. I was like, ah, maybe not. And then the lovely... Jacqueline, friend of the show, mm-hmm. friend of mine, uh, great DM, um, bought me some birthday presents. What a twist! She listens to the show, mm-hmm. and she basically went, "Fuck you! I'm deciding for you. Here are some Captain Marvel Funko Pops." <gasps> so now you gotta tell me which one she bought you, because I don't buy the same ones for, <laughs> for Christmas. Right? I will have a list. I will. I'll have a list. Um, so. I, and of course, because I'm a completionist, I'm like, I guess I'm getting all the Captain Marvel and Funko Pops. They're pretty cheap. I mean. Speaking of someone who already looked for, <laughs> for for Christmas shopping. Some of them are. There's one where she's like eating Cheetos or something. Like that one's the most expensive one, I think. It was either a Walmart exclusive or a Comic-Con exclusive. What? She's eating Cheetos. I don't know. She's holding like a bag of something. Did she eat something in the Oh, movie? no. There's like, a there's a box. No. It's probably the box with the... It's probably the lunchbox with the... Yes. It's something about a yeah, lunchbox. Yeah. With the, the uh, stone in it. Yeah. Um, okay. Great. Do I don't want, have that do one. Do you want that one? Okay. I don't have that one. What ones did you get? Um, I got the... I actually don't know. I'm not very good with like specifics, but I got um, the Avengers one. One of the Avengers ones. Like Infinity War? I think so, yeah. And then I've got one where she's in this cool black and it's like green and blue suit. Mm. Like it's like super futuristic looking. Uh, I'll post them. Anyway, so I'm kind of excited about it. So I'm like, but I'm trying to figure out, like get a definitive list of all of them. Because on the back, they've only got like certain ones and I right. know more exist. And so I'm trying to find a definitive list of all the Captain Marvel Funko no, I'm Pops. sure it's out there. So I'm still searching for it. So if you you know of it, please let me know. What I didn't know is they make fucking plastic cases to go around your Funko box. Oh no, your Funko Pop box. No, no, no. I you, take them out of the box. You let them breathe. Yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna want to sell them. I'm not gonna. This is for me. This is for fun. I'm not gonna be like, ooh, I'm gonna keep the plastic. I mean, I, I let them breathe too, but it's so much harder to dust them when they come out of the box. Anyways, it's fine. Then you get to like bobble their heads and like play with them. Friends, you want to know the best reaction I got out of Caitlin McKinnon recently? I want to know. I don't remember this. Caitlin McKinnon has long said the only thing she wants while I'm overseas is a postcard. (laughs) Oh, yes. I do remember this. That's it. Mm -hmm. All she wants is a postcard. It's true. And I'm more than happy to do that. But then I remembered and said to her, 
Caitlin McKinnon, you do realize that Japan is like well known for its love of stationery, right? I didn't know that. And what did you say when I even? I don't even <laughs> think I finished the st- sentence. I think I told you to go fuck yourself. Caitlin, you did. <laughs> it sounds like me. I was like Caitlin. You know they like love state. No, shut the, shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. No, like they have like little like colored tabs and shit. No, shut the fuck. Seriously, shut the fuck up. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Shut up. <laughs> It's true. It's true. Then I'd she be like, not, she does not want to get on that. I'd be like, on that Japanese stationery train. How many records did you need to buy? Can you just not buy one of them and could buy you, me you, all the stationery? Could you like take your record budget, drop it in half, and then buy me like yeah. all the Gudetama journals you can yeah. find? Like, yeah, like it. Yeah, no, it's a whole other level. And because we know I like things in packages, and Japan loves packaging Japan stuff. Japan loves putting stuff in plastic. Um, it has to do with their labor market. It's actually really complicated. But um, is that why? Yeah, it's part of the so the reason why you get like. I, don't know, I just remember watching that video with that bird face girl. It sounds like Emma Watson talking about like every banana is like packaged. Yeah. It's because it makes work for their labor force. Oh, and their labor. Uh, it's just very complicated. Anyways. Yeah. I just even know that from records. Like, Japanese records will come in a very, like, tight, like, a light plastic, mm-hmm. like, adhesive, with an adhesive flap type of thing. Yeah. The record's in that, and then it comes in another sleeve. Like, yeah. if, I, if I order records from overseas, they come in, like, 15 sleeves. And again, that's not the only reason. It's, like, multiple things that converge to make, well, but they love packaging. And, okay, and we'll send that link later, and we'll learn all about Japanese labor force. God, I love packaging, too. <laughs> <laughs> It's a problem because it's not good for the environment, and I know that. No, it is not. I actually wish more things came in paper packaging because that makes me feel like <laughs> I'm in, like, 1800s. <laughs> like, ooh, it's, it's like, tied up with string. I was going to say, like, like, just brown paper? Like, brown paper packages tied up with string. These are some uh, of my favorite okay. things. We'll get sued. Stop. <laughs> um, I changed the lyrics slightly. Um, okay, yeah, but that is... So, yes, I am so, now... Caitlin's reaction to maybe getting Japanese stationery was almost as good as when I played Funky Worm for her for the first time five minutes ago. I... There are so many things. This actually goes to a different topic. Wow. Skipping topics here. Wow. Um, the topic is things I didn't think I would know about, but now do it I'm telling other people about, and it's <laughs> shocking me. Not specifically hip-hop, though I... Occasionally, I will come out with something that I'm even surprised about. Mm-hmm. And I will tell senior correspondent Chris... And he'll be surprised about. Why do you know that? It's Jordan. It's all Jordan's fault. Mm-hmm. And my love of knowing things. So um, who you been talking about wrestling with? <laughs> so I realized a couple things. Mm-hmm. First of all, um, I was being a little bit of a conceited, snot-faced person because I was like, I'm not. I'm not a wrestling fan. I'm not a fan of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Wrestling's ridiculous. It is. And then as I was telling some, somebody at work about a wrestling, specifically what putting one over is, I went, oh, shit, I am a wrestling fan. Yeah, you are. And again, I don't think I would, I mean, we're definitely going to go to some sort of wrestling <laughs> match at some point. At some point. Even if it's just to be like, we went to this and it was it was fun, right? I don't particularly like watching full matches. I still don't think you you like getting the the very condensed highlights I show you when you come yeah. over, but like I don't I don't see you watching a full two hours of AEW every yeah. week. It's not going to happen. Um, I like condensed things. I like fun clips. I love knowing about the business and the history and the stories. Mm. Um, and I think it's something about loving people in like the entertainment craft be good crafters right it's like i'm not gonna do pottery do i love watching videos (laughs) of people making pottery yeah i do i'm not gonna ever restore fine art do i watch hours of videos of that guy restoring fine art paintings yeah i do do i want him to tell me about the nails he's using and why yeah yeah i do and the solvents oh so much about solvents (laughs) solvents y'all but yeah, I am a wrestling fan, and that you can't, like, there was definitely a part of me that was like, I am not a wrestling fan. That is ridiculous. But you know nerd! what? I am a big wrestling nerd. Um, and I tried to talk over a Chris Jericho promo this afternoon, <laughs> and she yelled at me. <laughs> I was like, shut up! She did not let me we, finish we, my wait sentence until, until, this is done. until Chris Jericho was done. Sidebar, a little sweet on Chris Jericho. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Chris Jericho, and I'm really liking Jungle Boy. He has great hair. 
fantastic hair. Who is your conditioner hookup? Yeah. Oh, I also, yeah, that's right. Because I showed her Luchasaurus today. And Luchasaurus. So many things. So many things. Um, Wrestling is better than everything you like. (laughs) It's just, it's like a wild party. And I like wild parties. Everyone's dressed up and they're hitting each other. Like, what's not to like? What is not to like? And people are yelling at them. (laughs) Yeah. Good times. Anyways, so that's my story about wrestling and bugging people at work about it and explaining things about wrestling to them. So, Kate. Yeah. Since we're just, like, aiming for topics here. Yeah. I guess we're we're doubling back a bit to... Of sickness. Yeah. I'm having I'm having scarcity anxiety. Uh oh. Scarcity of what? Well, we know. I have, she's come up has she ever really come up on the show before? I don't really know. But there's a Japanese songwriter named Sala Kurokawa who I greatly enjoy. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of known in these uh some of the rare groove circles in Japan. Like super small time. Like right. she had like a thousand followers on Instagram type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um and she's kind of like a, like, she was a child prodigy with perfect pitch type of thing. And a lot of her early stuff was primarily, like, Canadians. It sounded like Chantal Kravyazic, but, like, she would also veer off into, like, funkier stuff a little bit. She got okay. a couple disco-y type stuff. And mm-hmm. she's put out a couple, or a label. So, Disc Union is a record store chain in Japan. Mm-hmm. That's fun fact. Their book label is what translated my Della book. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. So that's what put that out. Um, and they have a label... It's sort of an in-house label called Kissing Fish. Right. And Kissing Fish puts out a lot of records in my lane, basically. Right. right. That lane that I love. And people are like, why do you like Japan so much? It's like, because they're still working this lane that I really like. Kind mm-hmm. of city soul, whatever you want to talk about type of thing. You know, they put out records by Asako Toki, who I, is someone I greatly enjoy and I love her. And they put out a couple seven inches from Salako Rikawa mm-hmm. of her most, like, you know, rare grooviest type stuff. Right. One, uh, a song called Girls Talk. That cannot be found, apparently. Okay. Like, I'm digging for that when I go over there. I'm, like, trying my best and digging it. Not averse to just DMing her on Instagram. <laughs> being like, hi. I'm in Japan. Here's a weird request. <laughs> Got a spare? Want to make some money? <laughs> I, I traveled. Some money. In, I traveled across the world to partially buy your records. Yeah. Do you have any? Please Google Translate. <laughs> Break that all down for me. She might be like, no, fat creeper. <laughs> <laughs> do not blocked and reported. Um, we're cool. We hang out on live stream sometimes. Um, That's cool. And she has another one called Now Best One, and that one is still around. Like Girl Stock doesn't even exist on Discogs. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even know where I would look for that. That's just like I'm lucky if I find it. I'm hitting up every disc union in Japan that I can find, and I'm looking for this thing. Maybe right. finding it. You can still find at a reasonable price. Now best one on like Yahoo auctions or direct from kissing fish type of thing. Okay. But, but, but I'd have to use a proxy like I used when I got the pillows records. Mm -hmm. So now you're taking a, you know, $15 seven inch and it's coming out to like 50 bucks by the time it's bought, shipped, everything else. But you'll be in Japan. What if I can't find it over there? It's that thing where it's like in front of me now. Like I could get it now. There's two copies on Yahoo Auctions. Like that's it. Two copies. We haven't even talked about that. A specie of 12 inch that came off a record store day that there's only ever one copy. Listen, I know. I know. I'm doing I these know you in a species. I know you in a specie, but like, listen. Listen. They're terrible. They're not terrible. They're, they're, they're fucking great. They're terrible. Shut, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Shut you up. Um, <laughs> do you ever disrespect Monaria? <laughs> so yeah, it's just, it's scarcity anxiety, right? Like. Well, okay. What so, if I go over there and I can't find it in Japan and I come back and these copies that were online are not online okay, anymore? Okay, okay, okay. This is a very easy solution. <laughs> but you have to be committed. Are you committed? I, to, are you committed? <laughs> Jesus, to the solution? Yes. I don't know what it is yet. Yeah, but you have to be committed from the get-go. Oh, my God. Yeah. You have to be committed from the get-go. I don't know what it is. It doesn't matter. Just say you're committed. God, okay, I'm committed. Okay. So if you're committed, then you have option one. Really, it's your only option, which is you buy it now. If you find it over there, you sell the other copy. Yeah, which is what people were saying about the Tatsuro records. Same thing. Beforehand. Yeah, I think I said it. Um, second, the pisser would be just the extra prices that are tacked onto it, right? Because I can't just buy it on Discogs for yeah. you know, 20 bucks. I got to spend 20 bucks to have from Japan get it, and then from Japan is going to want another 10 bucks on top of that. 
So, well, the, I, the extra fees don't make me feel good. But and people are like, well, you go, and if you don't find it, you just you know you're just gonna go ham when you whatever yeah. you don't find over there, you're gonna go ham when you get back. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, but. But okay, so then here's the, here's the second solution. Mm. Stop fucking thinking about it. <laughs> think about something else. No, that's not how this works, Kate. Well, just think of something else. Think of a good book. Think of boobs. <laughs> Anything. Just like... I could think of boobs. Yeah. Just like distract yourself from it and then not think about it. And then you go. You're good. Thinking about boobs. It's pretty much the, the solution, solution to, to and cause so of... So many things. All life's problems. Yeah. Well, that's developing. I also don't know if I'm going to spend any money on my actual birthday or not. You probably will. Yeah. I'm guessing you probably, will. It's yeah. like 98% yeah. sure. It's a gibbous moon. That's a what? <laughs> what is that, nerd? A gibbous moon. Oh, Don't God. roll your eyes like now you have to explain this extremely esoteric reference it's you just typed not. a drop. It's not. It's not. No. And it. Uh, well, if you if you will, I could lead us into astronomy talk. What? <laughs> so a gibbous moon. So you all, you know what a waning moon is, right? Sure. Okay. When you have a full moon, uh-huh. a waning moon mm-hmm. is when it starts to no longer be full. Yeah. A gibbous moon is when it's almost full. It's on the other side of it. Is it waxing? A waxing moon? Sure. You got some? You, oh, you I was, was going to show you a picture of the gibbous moon. All right. Show, show me a gibbous moon. It's like this. It technically can be referred to waxing or waning, but it's gibbous. It's not quite full. With some exceptions, the waxing gibbous moon rises during the day afternoon. Mm-hmm. It's usually visible in the evening and sets after midnight. Well, there you go. Facts, y'all. Facts. Um, I also have some more astronomy facts for everybody. <laughs> um, right now, mm. not right now, but like tonight. Tonight. If you listen to this when this is supposed to come out, which is Tuesday, October twenty second, right at this moment, uh-huh. you should. Get your stuff ready to pack, or or make a note to pack up. <laughs> pack, pack, you gotta go. <laughs> you gotta pack your stuff when you get home. Pack your shit. You gotta get warm clothes, and you gotta find someone with a car, or if you're in a rural area, you're okay. And you need to go go outside, and you're going to see the Orionid meteor shower, uh-huh. um, which is one of there's like a couple big meteor showers, and this is one of them. Well. Yeah. Um, it should be at its height at the moment, uh, October 22nd. Um, and it will be within the uh, Orion's Belt Orion constellation. Orionid. Oh. Yeah. It's it, beautiful. Meteors are fun. You make lots of wishes. Good, good time. Good times. Yeah. I don't know if there are any updates that we have that we didn't talk about on the previous episode. I do have one. Oh, okay. I had the strangest urge this weekend. Oh, no. I just really wanted to watch Martin Scorsese's Casino. I, okay. Yeah, I, that, oh, okay. Yeah. All, right. Um, yeah. All right. I don't know why this was in my head <laughs> or why I wanted to watch it. I think it was like, it was just like. Is this on Netflix? And it was on Netflix. Oh and I was god. like, oh my god, let's watch Casino. Here's the thing you forget about Casino. It's three fucking hours long. You did this to yourself. Is this with the fucking Lord of the Rings here? Like, what are we doing? Um, and then about two-thirds through, I was like Googling, is Casino a good movie? <laughs> <laughs> what does what's, that matter? What's, what's the critical take on, on Casino? Did we think this was good? And? Uh, some folks did. I really like the, uh, just the, the, um, what, what would you call it? Whoever's like responsible for like, so like talk to me film person, like oh, a, no. a Kurosawa, like to use certain colors and stuff like that. Like what, what's that called? Is it called anything? Um, is that a certain aspect of filmmaking or is it? It is. It's uh well, I mean, it's under the like stylistic hmm. part of filmmaking. Um, now Scorsese, uh, he obviously does have a style. Um, there's some director's. You could say, like, Quentin Tarantino or, um, oh, who's the one who's awful? It's really white. <laughs> Pick one. You know, the uh, um, white people problems and uh, there's, like, a lot of, like, burnt ochre and, like, uh, everything's sort of yellowy. Oh, God. I'm going to have to Google him. You're going to make me Google him? 
He's like one of the most well Anderson. No, um, Anderson Cooper. No, <laughs> thanks. Um, oh God, um, Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson. There we go. White people problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like laughing because how did I not realize the second she said that? Of course it was Wes Anderson. Um, right? Yeah, that's what his movies are about, aren't they? It's just De Niro wears um a lot of the characters do De Niro specifically with like these these suits that he wears throughout the movie are just these really like loud pastel kind of like block color right type of things. Sorry. So yes. So um sometimes that can be up to the director. Most of the time it is. And I was going to say there are some directors that when you see their movie, you're like, oh, I know that. Wes Anderson, mm. or this is very Wes Anderson, or oh, I know Tor- uh, Tarantino like either had something to do with this, or <laughs> usually through dialogue you can tell, but or yeah. it looks like a Tarantino film. Um, Scorsese, I don't really it doesn't really strike me as someone who's like he uses these colors all the time, <laughs> but he definitely pays close attention to how people in his films are approached. Whether that's through what they're wearing, or the angles they're shot at, or how other actors or like characters—it's just a really kind of like bright movie for him. Like it's right. Like so it's, it's not, yeah. You think about Mean Streets or Taxi Driver or Goodfellas, like it's all kind of like more grainy and darker type of thing. A lot of mm-hmm. stuff happening at night, but maybe because it's Vegas, even when it's you know nighttime, it's all it looks like daytime because there's a billion lights everywhere. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know if Casino is a good movie. Does it matter <laughs> though? That's the point. I don't know, it took me like from last night to this morning to get through the whole get through the whole thing. The casino, the thing with Casino is it's just like I can't say it was like a TBS movie because you couldn't air this movie on a censored television network. Really, it's mm-hmm. too violent. And there's too much swearing. But like, I feel like I only ever caught it like two thirds through, or like I don't even think I ever think I saw the beginning. Of, I don't think I've ever seen the beginning of Casino. Right. Because I always caught it like a third through when Sharon Stone starts like you know getting extra coked up. Do you want to hear a fun story? Sure. Okay, so... Is Sheryl Stone doing coke? <laughs> no, it isn't, actually. Um, it's about how, when things were on TV and you couldn't buy them, um, which was a thing, people who didn't <laughs> survive the 80s and 90s... You, you youngs. Um, you had to tape them off TV. Yes. Uh, so my grandmother taped, because she loved PBS, taped uh, the 1995 Pride and Prejudice on a tape. She did this... This is how dedicated she was. She did this because it aired in three parts. She did this with one tape and remembered, except it cut off the beginning. (gasps) But I didn't know this. So it starts, and I thought that's how the movie started. I thought it was a weird intro, but it was (laughs) 1995, right? What, What do I know? Until I bought the DVDs, and I was like, holy shit, there is a whole huge section at the beginning that I've never seen. And it rocked my goddamn world. I was just, there were scenes that I had missed. It was like getting like a bonus on a DVD. You're just or like deleted scenes. You're like, what? Um, what? Yeah. And we have to remember, I've seen this movie, a ridiculous, well, miniseries, a ridiculous n- number of times on this VHS cassette. <laughs> so I can understand how it is when you've only seen parts of a movie and then you get to see the full thing. And then you wonder, is this good? I think Mr. Malash's family had, like, one of those jams where they, like, just, like, recorded movies off the movie network on cable all the yeah. time and then just, like, maintained a library. Of recorded movies. Because back in the day, it was, like, this is fun. Spoilers for future episodes, friends. Uh, I think I think we're veering into, like, movies from my childhood. Like, but, like, not, like, you know. Not kids' movies. Not, not kids, like me. Not kids' <laughs> movies. Like, the whole jam is, like, my family got cable when I was, like, in the seventh grade, right? Yeah. Or if not earlier. Mm-hmm. So, like, there are all these movies that I saw, like, a billion times. On cable, mm-hmm. like late 80s, early 90s movies that I saw that like are forgotten. Yeah. I was like, hey, Kate, you ever seen Midnight Run? <laughs> she and I was like, like, no. She was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, there's like a bunch of movies from the 90s and the 80s that like you have not seen. Nope. You did not see Splash. You would have not seen Splash until I forced you to watch Splash. Splash? Yeah, the mermaid movie. That came out like the early 80s. Yeah. Oh my God, did you see The Naked Gun? Have you seen Airplane? No. <gasps> oh, God. Oh, God. No. <laughs> Stupid dude comedies. God. <laughs> I'm nope. going to make you watch more girly. Have you seen Dirty Dancing? Yes. Are you lying? You are lying. I'm putting writing down Dirty Dancing. God damn it. That's right. 
That's another one that I'm like. Is I this- was in sixth grade when that soundtrack like <laughs> ruled everything. Yeah. So like. I think in that moment it was like I'm never watching this fucking movie. <laughs> um, this so is garbage. I don't want to fucking hear she's like the wind again. Like, <laughs> so hungry eyes of the other one. I have fun facts about that film. Um, Nobody wants them. They do. They do want these fun facts. I know that they do. Um, first, they thought it was gonna. It would like they went to go see the screening of this movie. Like Jennifer Grey and her agent went mm. to see this movie, and her agent was like, "Ooh, this is not gonna be good. This is not gonna do well." Um, and it was like it did phenomenally at the box office. Second, there was a group of women called themselves like the Hundred Timers who saw the movie at least a hundred times That's in rough. the theater. That's real rough. In the theater, it's amazing. Also, didn't know this movie was supposed to take place in the sixties. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, really? Um, I've seen the movie a bunch of times, but. Fun fact, a mild spoiler for a movie you'll get probably for the next episode. Yeah. Um, so Midnight Run is a comedy, basically, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it stars De Niro. Yeah. So it's like the first like funny De Niro Ooh. you ever really like that. <laughs> yeah. He took this movie. There's mm-hmm. like a huge like crazy like casting history with the movie Midnight Run. Yeah. But buried in that is the fact that De Niro wanted, De Niro was gunning for big. Actually? Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He wanted to play the Tom Hanks role in big. Oh but you lost it to Tom Hanks. Oh my god! Yeah, I love this madness. I really want to watch this madness. movie now. <laughs> oh man, the eighties and nineties are crazy. Wild, y'all. Yeah. Um. Well, <laughs> meandering chat. Yeah, I think it was good. Listen, friends, this is one of the rare times where I I think the uh the the money is in the back half of the episode. Yeah. So I think we're gonna take a break right here. Sounds good. We're gonna get spooky when we come back. Spooky. It's spooky season. It is season. And we'll talk about the things we brought each other when we come back after this break. the show this is the half of the show where we talk about the things we've brought each other which are we're actually doing this week yeah as opposed to last week in which we did a single topic um but before we get into the things we brought each other we have some rules yes we do the first rule is the rule of three which is if the thing comes in uh parts we'll consume three installments so it has a chance to become the thing it wants to become listen you just can't expect something to be awesome from the jump i mean it's great if it is i mean not everything is the good place or cabin area of the iron fortress yeah we get that we know this guy you know let it find its legs a little bit yeah but we're not giving you any more than three no if you can't do it in three fuck you yeah exactly suck my balls um second rule hashtag save it for the pod real hard this week Possibly for both of us. Super hard. Super hard. For different reasons, I imagine. Possibly. Um, and the third rule, which is not really a rule, it's actually a policy, is just that there will be spoilers. There will be spoilers. Maybe you care this week. Yeah, maybe. Because maybe we're going to get into some finer details. These things are supposed to be spooky. Spooky. And maybe they're less spooky, spooky. if you know what's happening. And they're actually kind of current. Like, Kind of, yeah. Kind of. Like, I think both things both things come out in 2018? Possibly, yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. That's all right. Uh, when did this come out? Yeah, 2018. Yes. We'll say it so. 2018. 2018. 2018. There we go. Um. Okay, so yeah. And with all the content out there in the world, maybe you haven't had time to check these out yet. Maybe you meant to check them out. Maybe you always wanted to, but just, you know, you didn't have time. You didn't have time. You had to watch Casino, and that took up, like, an entire week of your life. Like, <laughs> or Dirty Dancing. We get it. Um. Also, uh, if you do care about spoilers, very important and always meant with the kindest and most, like, loving um, of feeling behind it, get the fuck out. Bye. We don't want you here. We don't want your no spoilers. There's going to be spoilers. We told you there's going to be spoilers. Life has spoilers. Yeah. And we're not going to like be nice about it. We want you to leave. Make some nice tea. Get really comfy. Maybe watch these things. Get spooked a little. Maybe watch these things. But head on out. We don't want you here. We don't want your kind here. But yes, without further ado. We like to alternate. Mm -hmm. So we're going to 
in the way back when we started with the thing I gave Kate. Yep. So we're going to start this week with the thing Kate gave me. Yes. Which I I just was thinking of sort of like Halloweeny spooky things. I didn't want to give him any more um like adult lady '90s witch movies or '80s witch movies. <laughs> are there so any left. Oh yes, yes there are. Um, so I was like, well, what's something more recent that was kind of fun, but like was just fun, right? Like it wasn't actually scary because I don't watch scary things. Um, and that's Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I need to mention before I get into the details because I really need to remember this. This show is trash, and I've said this before. And and uh, Jordan once, um, what's the other word for equivalent? You likened it mm. to your love of Riverdale, which is like... The show's trash, but I enjoy watching it eat from week to week or from whenever, like in the next episode, because it's just, it's trash and silly and ridiculous, but I want to know what happens. Um, but let's get into it. So, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is an American supernatural horror web television series developed by Roberto Aguirre Sarcasa. It's not a web series. For Netflix. Anything that's on Netflix, you know, they call web series or Amazon, whatever. It's based on the Archie comic book series of the same name. And of those of you around in the 90s, uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Um, Roberto Aguirre Sarcasa is the chief creative officer of Archie Comics. And he has written for Glee, Big Love, and developed stuff for like Riverdale and Sabrina. And one of the main guys who kind of reinvigorated Archie Comics. Yes. I think he even wrote the Afterlife with Archie mm-hmm. zombie comic. Yeah. That was maybe the first moment where folks went, what? You can do something different What's with Archie. What's happening with Archie? Mm-hmm. Um, the... Uh, series is centered on the Archie Comics character Sabrina Spellman, portrayed by Kiernan Shipka, and also stars some other people, it doesn't matter. Sally Draper. Sally, yeah, Sally Draper. Uh, that's what you would know her from. A madman. Um, it was originally in development during September 2017 at the CW. The series is intended to be a companion series to Riverdale. However, in December 20, uh, 2017, the project was moved to Netflix. So it just runs on Netflix. It just runs on Netflix. Okay, that explains some things. Yeah. So the premise. Uh, Sabrina Smellman must reconcile her dual nature as a half-witch, half-mortal while fighting the evil forces that threaten her, her family, and the daylight world humans inhabit. So um, very much like Sabrina the Teenage Witch, um, Sabrina is a half-witch, half-human, and she's got like this human life, and she's got this witch life, and she has to balance that. Unlike Sabrina, this is a total... I mean, Sabrina was like fine for like the 14 year olds it was wacky yeah um it was wacky that's a good word for it this is like a trash fire and there's like demons and and dark things and love stories kind of and it's bizarre it's bizarre that's what it is it's not wacky it's bizarre um but yeah without further ado and if i miss something jordan please let me know um Jordan, what did you think? I, I actually have no idea what you could possibly think. Your initial take on this show when you started kind of like brought it in more as a whim. It came up during updates. You were like, yeah, yeah I was just checking out some stuff and I watched all of Sabrina. Yeah. I believe at the time your main critique mm-hmm. was you thought there was a the, the shift in tone in the show mm-hmm. as it tried to juggle oh. both worlds. was You found it very jarring. The shift in tone and also like... They didn't, this is what I, I have a big problem when people don't know what their rules for magic are. This happens in a lot of things. If they don't know the rules of their sci-fi, right? If they don't have a Bible, if you will, of what their characters can and can't do. You you brought it in with um, anime, right? Like, mm. when you're like, oh, actually, you can do these things. If you don't have, like, consistent rules for what you can and can't do, that drives me nuts. Or what kind of magic you're using or what magic does what. Right. And this is, like, all over the place. Not just in the magic, but, like, also the storytelling. So not in the dueling storylines of her witch life and her not witch life. Oh, yeah. Like, that's... Like, are you saying, like, do I find it jarring? Here's the thing. (laughs) Okay. There are elements of this show yeah. that I fucking loved. Yeah. So great. Mm-hmm. All the witch shit. Yeah. Here for it. Yeah. 
show's consistently spooky. Everything's fucking gray. Yeah. Everything's fall. Everything's like dying leaves it's and shit. It's always fall. I mean, it, always. Says, it says it's set like yeah. in that era. It's her 16th birthday. Other oh, yeah. problem. They're supposed to be 15. They get naked a whole lot. <laughs> yep. That's a little dissonance I have a problem with here. Yeah. Um, but then, so I mean, fun fact for y'all, uh, she's a total SJW in this show and they spend a lot of time okay. on that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't give a fuck that the bluest eye has been banned from the school reading list. <laughs> I don't have time for that. I do yeah. not fucking care. Back to which shit. Okay. We got fucking yeah. goat demons coming out of the <laughs> oldest tree in the orchard. We got Salem turning into a fucking hell, pa- hell panther mm-hmm. to take out an anthrop, you know, an anima, not animatronic, but like an animated scarecrow yeah. that's chasing her to murder her. These are all more important. Roz, I don't give a fuck. Don't try to talk about how you're going to go blind in six months to make me care that we're like, you know, not reading Lolita in your, you know, ninth grade classroom. Do not, do <laughs> okay. not <Okay>. care. <laughs> So here's the thing. It's trying to do the Buffy balance. Poorly. <laughs> which it doesn't manage very well. I also, I also think I came to Buffy so late in Buffy's lifespan yeah. that the high, they were at high school by the time oh, I okay. came in. And, and I went back and yeah. tried to watch Buffy from the start and went like, mm-mm. Yeah. Nope. Don't so care about that. I actually really liked the Buffy balance. It's something I've just coined. There you go, guys. Good term. Yep. Um, of that, like, school life, Scooby gang trying to save the world. I literally have written here, the Scooby gang shit was Twitter time. Like, <laughs> so that was when the phone came out. Yeah, I actually like the Scooby gang. I think it, it the Scooby gang gets better, um, again, right. spoilers, because either people come into their power or people actually end up helping and they really recognize that like the world is going to end Mm -hmm. and by the end of the second season and i'm sorry jordan i'm gonna spoil it for you for me too yep uh they are sort of sitting around a cafeteria and (laughs) sabrina's like let's go get my boyfriend from hell like they've fully they all know she's a witch they all know about the witch world Mm. they've helped her you know um free herself from like the grasp of, of the devil um so, yeah, and that's kind of – now I'm interested to see where they take it, right? It's almost like the first two seasons was, like, getting the characters and getting the balance. And I still don't know that they've reached the balance. Like, it's still a trash fire as far as switching back and forth between witch life and mortal life. The witch life is fucked up. Like, there's, like, cannibalism and – What you know about that witch life? <laughs> and, and young teenage sex and – creepy older men like, listen and- that was the point so i mean you know as she so she's got a non-binary friend that's always getting beat up mm-hmm. at school um and they start this group called the women something or other it spells wicca what, what? <laughs> wow um and then you know the the football players are still being dicks and they like i don't know smack what's her susie is that her name susie their name uh smack them in the face and Sabrina goes to the fucking weird sisters, whatever. Yeah. There are more of them, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Um, d- down for them. And do this thing where, like, you know, they cast an illusion spell or something that they think they're all about to, you know, it's it's sexy time. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, they're making out with each other type of thing. They mm-hmm. take photos to blackmail them sort of thing. But, like, in the lead up to that, yeah. all these, air quote, 15-year-olds mm-hmm. are stripping down. Oh, yeah. Or even when she's looking for her witch mark later on. Yeah. 15-year-olds stripping down. I know the actress isn't 15, but I'm like, it was real hard cognitive I dissonance did, for me where yeah. I was like, you're, like, a ninth grader. But don't they do, don't they, again, haven't seen Riverdale at all. Don't they do a lot of, like, sexy sex, teen sex? Oh, they be fucking all the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're, like, 15, 16. Like, it's that same... Weird. Oh, what's that show that just came out on Netflix where everyone's naked and they're all teens? Oh, I can't remember what it's what called. What Netflix are you on? I, I, I haven't watched it. I just heard about it. Um, It's like supposed to be edgy or whatever. Ooh, and, edgy. And even when I, that show from Britain, they tried to... Oh, Misfits? Mis, not Misfits. No, no the uh, other Skins. One. Skins, yeah. And they tried to like... There was problems because you couldn't have nakedness of right. like yeah, young teenagers. I, I guess... Teenage nakedness when it's teenagers for teenagers. I'm kind of like, yeah, whatever. And that's my problem with that show, Scum, that anime Scum's Wish that came out a few years ago, where it was about these like, you know, teenagers having sex, mm-hmm. but it was like a show for adults about teenagers having sex. Yeah, and I'm like, like um, I yeah. can't get I mean, over, I, I can't leap over this. I still don't 
like it. Like, I still think it's weird. But if that's what, I guess, teenagers want. Uh, I'm sure this is better in later on as the show goes on. But, like, and I know it's ironic to complain about undercooked male characters, but... Uh, What's going on, Harvey? It, it's you got nothing. You got uh, nothing, Harvey. Senior Chris Bonnet, Chris definitely has problems with the male characters. He's like they're all stupid or lecherous or awful or or like misogynistic or sexist or terrible. And I mean, I know part of that is like a, a woman can just come back and go like, "Welcome to our lives," but like Harvey, you literally exist to love Sabrina. That's yeah. that's it. And we're just starting to see like your dad really wants you to work in a mine. Yeah, <laughs> which also made me laugh so hard. I was like, in a mine. Get in the mine, Harvey. <laughs> He's only 15. Also, you're 15 and named Harvey. Like, I understand we have to, like, that, that's the character, but yeah. come on. Um, come on. Yeah. But all of, like like I said, all the witch stuff. Yeah. <laughs> forgive the phrasing. Zelda, you a cunt. <laughs> yes. And I actually really like And you, the, I was going to say, you probably are all about it. But oh, I, I love the cunt word, but. Um, not, no, not the word, just the character. And the character. Yeah. And I, you know, I also, I love both the ants for many reasons. And. Yeah, second season. She just ran up and stabbed Hilda with a pair of scissors while <laughs> she was gardening. I was like, Hilda, relax, Zelda. Hilda is, gets amazing in season two. There is a scene um, in which she kills someone, and Ooh. it's absolutely one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, but how? Okay, so like, I skimmed because I am interested in you know it's the season; it's an mm. appropriate season for yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I fell off of Riverdale somewhere in season two because right. it got too trashy right there was too much trash in yeah. riverdale for yeah. me uh, they how's... need a trash pickup how <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> keep it in the same drop but it's appropriate um like we're prop the ratio is probably like 70 30 right now mm-hmm. like of of trash of like good trash mm-hmm. good witch trash right and stupid scooby gang trash mm-hmm What's that ratio look like as we go along? It gets more witchy. More witchy? More witchy. Okay. Um, yeah. And then they, they sort of like do a thing where they sort of, her friends sort of start to fend for themselves in a mm. way and they start to do stuff. And there's a relationship that happens that I don't really, I, it's not that I don't like it. I just am like, ugh, you didn't give that enough build. Like Is that you, Roz and Harvey? No. Saw that, saw that in the no. episode descriptions and I was like, but um but yeah uh like that's fine um i just wish they had built more towards it Mm. that would have been better Um, if you're gonna focus more on the witchy stuff then oh yeah yeah. i had a couple other relationships spoiled definitely definitely more witchy stuff a lot of like dynamic changes uh, or like power dynamic changes um but cool stuff and again interested in season three like i'll watch season three for Mm. sure um it doesn't get more it gets more interesting in some ways. Um, but yeah, I still get frustrated with it. But that's why I always say I watch it and I know it's a trash heap, but I'm just like enjoying it. Yeah. It's good. It's great. Okay. Uh, in conclusion, get money, Bronson Pinchot. <laughs> who? <laughs> exactly. For you, it's a who. For me, it's like Balky Baltakamus or whatever his name was from Perfect Strangers and Beverly Hills Cop plays the principal. Sure. This guy named Bronson Pinchot. He's like one of these forgotten 80s actors type of thing. He yeah. turned up and I was like, is that fucking Bronson Pinchot? And it was. Oh. Get money, son. Yeah, good for you. Um, It's like seven and a half. Cool. Like I said, I had no expectations. It's great when I come in with no expectations. <laughs> I mean, I'll probably, like I said, it's, it's, it's tis the season. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I'll probably, I'll probably stick with it at least until Halloween when Midnight Diner comes back. But <laughs> <laughs> Like the, the stroke of... <laughs> <laughs> the, sec- the second the bell rings on October 31st, it's like, yo, master, where you at? Yeah. Make me some omelet rice. Let's go. Ooh. Um, yeah, this is sitting on your Netflix. Cool. There are worse things you could be watching. Yes. There are definitely worse things you could be watching. Much worse. You've been watching Riverdale. <laughs> <laughs> Riverdale apparently had a very sweet episode commemorating the passing of Lou Perry. I'm not going to roll my eyes at that because it's very kind. He kayfabe, he kayfabe saved Shannon Doherty's life. It's true. It's so sweet. So sweet. Moving on. Mm-hmm. Something that apparently had a much greater effect on Caitlin than I was expecting it to. Yep. <laughs> I had not seen this before giving it to Caitlin. I was just thinking, oh, spooky stuff. What's spooky? What's out there? What does Caitlin find horrifying? Uh, maybe I underestimated how horrifying Caitlin finds this stuff. But, friends, if you follow us on Twitter, you would have seen that Caitlin randomly, off of Wish, bought me a pile of stickers. Mm-hmm. 
stickers of characters and artwork from famed manga horror legend Junji Ito. Junji Ito, dude I like. Caitlin also was the one who brought in the story about Uzumaki getting a yeah. animated adaptation. Caitlin keeps bringing up Junji Ito. I do. And I'm like, well, I know they made an anthology of his stuff. Mm-hmm. I think I watched, I only watched ever like one episode of it, but I mean, it was fine. No, why not? Let's keep it spooky. Let's give Caitlin that. So that's what I did. I gave her the Junji Ito collection, mm-hmm. which is just a straight up anthology of animated shorts, single episodes, yep. one or one or two things per episode. Yep. Uh, based on Junji Ito has a number of short works that he's done. He has a yeah. collection called Smash. He's got a collection called Shiver. He's got another collection. I think it's called Frankenstein. It'll make you think it's an entire adaptation of Frankenstein, but it's only like one. To, he's done short works like forever yeah. in addition to... Tomie and Gyo and Uzumaki. He's got these smaller, shorter works that he's done for years. And this is a collection of that. Um, it's animated by Studio Dean. Adapt stories from several of Ito's collections. Um, aired at a weird time. Aired on January 5th and ran for 12 episodes. Accompanied by release of two OVAs, which center on one of his most famous creations, the immortal succubus Tomie, who makes a single appearance in the anthology. Yep. Um, and yeah, they're just... Uh, there's just a bunch of little shorty shorts and I had not seen much of it. I think I had seen an odd, no, the, he had that, he has that story. They animated that story about the haunted record. Okay. And when that one hit, I specifically watched that one, but I hadn't seen anything else from it right. until I, uh, watched, watched this to give it to Caitlin. Mm-hmm. Um, I apparently will differ <laughs> than Caitlin will <laughs> because my first note here was like, I found these surprisingly funny. I will say this. The thing about them that I found is you will never be as creepy in animation as he can do with his manga. He's a phenomenal artist and is very good at his one thing, which is drawing creepy ass shit. Oh, my God. He can can summon images and ideas that he's just very good at what he does and creepy ass shit. Um and I found that, you know, the animation, I was actually surprised this is by Studio Dean, actually, because I think they're known for being pretty good. It looked a little cheap to me. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't look as good to me as Slime Coon did last week. Right. From, like, an animation perspective. Yeah. Had its moments for me, but a lot of the time I found it kind of funny. Like, the first episode with the cursing kid was... getting chased around by his brother and stuff. Like, there, yeah. I thought, I thought it was funnier in spots than I was expecting it mm-hmm. to be. Um, maybe unintentionally so. I don't right. know. I don't know if that was right. intentional or not. Um but apparently, Caitlin McKinnon yeah. has different takes on this. So I'm going to hang back in the cut and see, like, hey, Kate, okay. you said earlier you like Sabrina because it's trash and you don't really like scary stuff. Yeah. <laughs> How bad I boof this. Um, okay. So the first episode, which is all about this kid who curses other kids, has some powers. I, I kind of like what I like with Junji Ito. He doesn't explain anything. Never. Never. Never explains anything. And I like that. We know. We've talked about it a million times. I love when I'm just, like, plopped into a world. And um, so these, the three episodes are, they're basically built into like a longer story and a shorter one at the end. Yeah. It's not an even split. One will take up like two thirds of the episode and the second one will be a really like super condensed. Specifically the first episode. So the first episode is about this cursing kid. I didn't really like it. I was like, this is a, this is stupid and, and not very funny. Um, Creepy because it's just, he always draws creepily so that was called soichi's convenient curse yeah it's the first um, half of that one and then this but the second one with the doll so it's basically hell doll funeral it was called these these kids have a disease and they're turning into dolls kids and they're turning into dolls and yes. basically other pa- like parents are are burning them because they're like they, your kid is a doll now they they you can see their eyes. They are panicked and can't communicate and all of that. And then the doll, like, even morphs to... He does this thing. Um, he, I feel like he must either have... He knows about disease or he's experienced disease in his life. I believe he's original. I'd have to verify this. I think before he was... I think he worked as a dentist. <laughs> so he's got some training. There. There's, there's something about, like, he takes... Usually it's like supernatural, but he takes a a disease and 
like yeah, he does do a lot of diseases. But it like like with this doll thing. So yeah, they become a doll, and then it morphs to become more and more grotesque. Mm. So that was actually because more, the parents in this story can't yeah. bring themselves to burn, and then their they daughter. eventually do because she becomes so monstrous. And it, but it's like this super short thing, and it was way creepier than the first <laughs> thing. Um, second episode is about this. You had mentioned this uh, eternal succubus model. That wasn't her, actually. Oh, oh, that, that was wasn't a, okay. Yeah. Um, it was called these two stories were called Fashion Model. Yeah, was the main was the A story, and mm-hmm. the Long Dream was the B story. Yeah, uh, Fashion Model was was creepy because like the the model it was creepy and like all the teeth and stuff. Like mm. he just he said such a up. weird story. It's such a weird story. It's definitely one of those it's like. Weird. Everyone around it is acting like it's normal. Like, yeah, yeah. You have this gr- grotesque, nine foot tall woman who apparently works as a fashion model. This is why I say yeah. why I found them funny because it was shit like that. Where yeah. it's like, let's just all act like this is normal yeah. and bring go out into the woods <laughs> with this with, fanged nine foot like yeah. like and that is part of the f- funniness of it. But again, there's this sort of like. N- that's part of where the horror comes from. Mm. It's like the normalcy around this thing that is just so grotesque right. or horrifying. Um, again, it, it wasn't so much horror. That wasn't so much horrifying as it was just like you didn't want to look at her for too long. Mm. And like when she laughs in the car, that was like, oh my god. That was definitely one of those ones where it's like it's kind of creepy, like yeah. in the anime. But I'm like, I never want to read the actual. I never want to see his drawing yeah, of her. Uh, of like, her. Um, the second one, the dream one, was really freaky. Fucking loved it. I loved that. And it was like, again, he does, so there's this, just, and this is the other thing that's amazing. His concepts are so interesting. Yeah, that was really cool. Like, I've, that was just, so basically it's a character where he, he, he goes to sleep and he dreams and his dreams are getting longer and longer. So it started out, he, he felt like he was asleep for a day and then it felt like his dream went on for two days and then five days. And then it just keeps on getting longer and longer. Like a hundred years. Like yeah. And then he'll, he will sleep in our world for eight hours, but yeah. it feels like a hundred years to him. Yeah. And then he gets more grotesque. And again, there's this de-evolving grotesqueness body horror thing that Junji Ito does so amazingly. Um, and that was just like, even that concept on its own is, is fascinating. Um, Again, super creepy. Um, the third one, which is, um, what did you say the third one was? The third one was Shiver and, oh no, uh, Boy at the Crossroads oh, and Slug right. Girl. Claw- Crossroads was was okay. Um, the story was okay. It was the creepy, you know, committing suicide. The, the People slitting their own throats with box cutters. Yeah, and the, the like, blood... You know how much I love blood spray. Um, like, the, the weird blood mist that happens. <clears throat> um, but the creepy, 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 the creepiest of any of the things was the snail girl head. Really? That's what did you? I'm going to have nightmares <laughs> about yeah. that. For I mean, not yet. It's terrible. I'm ages. Really sorry. Um, so basically... Again, it's like five minutes long. Yeah. And it's so unbelievably creepy. Basically, a girl, she chats a lot. And then one day she's having trouble talking. And then her friend comes and visits her. She hasn't been to school for a couple days. And then... A bunch of snails around her house. A bunch of snails. Her parents are trying to deal with these snails. And they're putting like salt on stuff. And, you know... And then her and her mom go in to, sorry, the friend who's come over and her mom come in to see her and she has like a mask over her face and then she can't talk and a snail, a giant snail, like her tongue has become a giant snail. No explanation again. Nope. Um, And it's horrifying. Like it looks horrifying. And she's like screams like, please help me. And then her parents are, like, freaking out. The friend's gone, obviously, because it's horrifying. Friend's gone. Her parents are like, well, we just have to put her in a tub of salt, right, to get rid of the snail. Yes. So instead of getting rid of the snail, this part is kind of funny. They don't show it, unfortunately, but they're like, they shrink her body. Her body shrinks, So yeah. it's just a head. You, can't, you actually don't see the tiny body, apparently. I think they mean it shrinks, like, into her head. Mm. But then her head becomes just the, the shell for this giant snail, yes. which her tongue is now 
the creepiest part of all of this was at the end when they say sometimes you can still pass the snail lives around the house and if you look at it the shell pleads at you with its eyes yeah what the fuck jordan i am going to have horrifying dreams for years because of that kill it with fire <laughs> all of these things sorry kill it with fire my god anyway i actually ended up watching a, a shit ton of them not the whole thing how but how did you what did you just never want to sleep again <laughs> i watched uh i watched episode four which was uh shiver which is one of the titular stories from his collections and marionette mansion Oh, God. No. Puppets. No. Puppets. Puppet people, yep. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Just no. Guy outfits his whole house so, so he can be operated like a puppet. Oh, no. Yep. Um, and Shiver is about uh, a like curse that gets put on people where little holes develop in their bodies. Uh-huh. So, again, it's a disease, right? It's like yeah. little holes on their bodies. Um, and then I went and watched the only uh, actual Tomie story in the anthology even though they did do an actual uh two-part i remember tomie from like my j-horror days where i was right. watching all these japanese horror movies yeah um and that was like one of the infamous like franchises like they're still making tomie movies mm-hmm. to this day um because again it's always like i guess it's never explained yeah her thing is always like dudes fall in love with her and either she drive they either kill her out of jealousy or they always end up killing her Right. And then she resurrects and kills them or eats them or some shit. Right. Um, and this one was about a painter. Um, oh, yeah, that one was really gross. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just remembering I now. There was one called Blood Bubble Bushes. Like, what is your brain? Where some, these couples, their car breaks down, they end up in this village. And the guy, the one guy who's in the village tells this story about basically his wife or a woman started basically like growing a tree out of her neck these like blood apples on it <laughs> type of thing what? yeah Jinji Ito. look what up Junji Ito Pokemon sometime if you want to be real <laughs> the dude drew some Pokemon drawings they're incredible um so sorry for giving you nightmares that's okay <laughs> how do you evaluate something that you kind of respect but also gave you nightmares uh, like a nine <laughs> <laughs> she's she so feels so bad about it like it's so creepy and so well done and so brilliant and yet so terrifying and like gross but mesmerizing and like there's so many like i couldn't i don't know that i can watch more but i kind of want to give it to people to watch like (laughs) you should watch this um and i again like the drawings must be a thousand times better because i i've read some of it and well you gave me stuff and it was so creepy. Um, just because I hate myself. I wanna... And I actually think, like, yes, you're right. The quality of anime wasn't particularly anything. That's, but that's the, that's the anime. But. Yeah, that'll do you. Uh, my. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> like, what? We're just, getting, we're just sitting here getting creeped out. No. <laughs> the Google images. I don't want to look at it. Don't. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> anyway, so, but Snail Girl Head was definitely the creepiest. I'll look up that one after Kate leaves. <laughs> it's just really, really creepy. He like, yeah, he likes that shit, too. But Again, think, spirals, right? But I think, I think um, this reason, one of the reasons the snail thing was so creepy was because it was animated. Mm. And, like, just having the slow crawl out the... Ma- um yeah anyways so if you want to be creeped out this halloween definitely hardy reco for your creepy evenings yeah um you can kind of try and search the internet uh it's on crunchyroll Crunchyroll. okay good all right as what crunchyroll financed it i think i think yeah cool um so yeah that's where that's that's, that's that enjoy that stay spooky y'all i don't know do we have another do we have another week of we do we do and i know what i'm giving you hmm I apparently have to uh, more closely evaluate what I might, what I might give Kate. Yeah, I got a couple. I got a couple in there. Got me spooky. And some Kyoshi Kurosawa for you. Spooky. Spooky. He's he's kind of high concept though. I don't know. 
I, the J horror thing is like is like is it filling you with dread no, or is it just boring? No, like, don't do J horror. I can't. I can't do like the ring. I can't like really? that. That stuff really freaks me out. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I get really bad anxiety. Mostly it's I. Because Sabrina had like actual jump scares in it. Oh, like, I didn't find that as a much. couple times. Oh. Um, I just find that like it, I actually know what it is. It's the music, mm. which is made. It there's a specific tones that they use to make you creeped out. Um, but the music really. If I have it with a mute on, I'm totally fine. <laughs> I'm like, oh, whatever. It's not creepy it's at all. It's got subtitles. I'll just put this on some music. But yeah, so not, please, not anything like that. No, I'll do some investigating and see what I can find. Yeah. Not Junji Ito, though. I'll give you the live action Uzumaki. Oh, oh yeah. Great. <laughs> it's fantastic. Right. Remember what you like animated body horror Junji Ito type stuff? Uh, what you see, no. What you see dad in the dryer. Mm-mm. No. Well, we'll figure something out, friends, and we'll make sure to end, end on a spooky note before we get into... Oh, God, I don't know when you'll get Midnight Run, because it's not going to be in November. Because November is... November Crapathon. Yeah. Oh. I've got so many good ones lined up. <laughs> so many. Oh, November Crapathon is really, really just... I hope you didn't think <laughs> I forgot about Dune. <laughs> Because I did not. I did not. No, she didn't. Nope. Mm. No, I did not. Look forward for that, friends. <laughs> we'll be back next week with some more spooktacular action for you. Until then, thank you so much for joining us, friends, as you do each and every week. It truly means the world to us. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. The theme song is by Rob Gasser, and we hope that you will join us next week. Bye. face <laughs> sorry i had a runny nose and then okay. i was like oh my god is it a nosebleed i got really excited because i've never had a nosebleed before why would that excite you i had nosebleeds all the time as a kid they're not fun i because i've always wanted one can we show you a picture of boobs or something and see if <laughs> it wouldn't be boobs no It'd be like wangs what wangs maybe I don't think a relationship is ever going to reach a point where I just want to show you dick, <laughs> dick, dick, dick pics to see if you get a nosebleed. That's good. Um...